This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Alan Jerry. It's just like Boomer and Carton without Boomer or Carton. Good luck with that. Oh, uh, hi there. Al Dukes here. And uh, Jerry Recco is still in D.C. Even though Rutgers lost, evidently the coach didn't want to come home. So Chris Lepresti joins me for the warm-up show. Steve Peichel owes Jerry Reichel a vacation day. That's now, who is this? Steve Peichel. Oh, head coach at Rutgers. Rutgers. Yes. All righty. Uh, also, Craig is not here today, but Mr. Phil Sims will fill in for him. So it will be Boomer and Phil Sims on a wild and wacky uh, NFL free agency day. Mm. And, a football uh, Friday in March. A football Friday in March, if you will. We're going to get some snow in the Northeast. <sighs> God. So it'll all feel like football season. <laughs> so a lot of chaos has gone on, and rarely is there breaking news at the 4 a.m. hour uh, Eastern time, which we did have this morning. Indeed. So there was a lot going on. Uh, of course, the big thing yesterday was uh, Brock Osweiler was traded from the Texans to the Browns. Seems totally fugazi. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the Browns are really just interested in stockpiling draft picks. Um, and they say that... Uh, Brock Osweiler will not even take a snap with the Browns. They're looking to trade him, right? Well, that's what Pete, what the people, people are, are saying. saying. The Browns haven't actually said that. Yeah. But, now this gets uh, really confusing when you start throwing contracts around and money around. So it's to the average football fan, this is what you need to know. Yes, the Browns have Brock Osweiler, now. but he's. Mom, going to say he's likely never going to take a snap for them. I would agree. They really want Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. And they think if they stockpile draft picks, which they got another one. They got a second next year. Right. A sixth, which doesn't really do much as far as Garoppolo is concerned. And they gave up a fourth and took on the contract for Osweiler. So the second round pick was the key, and that's a 2018 second round pick. And they think if they stockpile enough picks, they can dangle this in front of Bill Belichick and get Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Four o'clock in the morning. For some reason, you're thumbing through your Instagram. Literally 4.15. No, I will be fair. I I saw it on Twitter, and then I went to Instagram to confirm. You know how the, the reporters do that? Yes. Source confirmed. Source confirmed. Yes. So Jimmy Garoppolo, in a verified Twitter account, uh, Instagram account, right? he's got the blue check mark. Yes, he means does. he's been vetted. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, says uh, Posts a picture of himself in a Patriots uniform and says, peace out. Boston, so grateful for my time in New England. Yeah. Peace out. I would have went with Sue. Su. I don't know how I would have spelled that. Yeah, that's how I would have went. Wouldn't have come across great written. Right. So everyone's it's more like, of an audio thing. Oh my goodness, he's now probably going to get traded to the Cleveland Browns. That's the assumption. We were all excited. I checked in on the Toucher and Rich, the big uh, show up in Boston. Uh, They were posting about Garoppolo is out of here. TV news channels were all, oh, we'll have live coverage at 6 a.m., 5 a.m., whatever. Big news. You did have a question you said to me. What is is, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo doing up and getting news at 4.15 in the morning? Well, evidently. Great question you had. Evidently, the word is that it's uh, people... The NFL reporters, the likes of Ian Rappaport of the NFL Network, amazing. They get right out of bed, 
start to get to the bottom of this. And in the 5 a.m. hour here, they're speaking to sources close to Jimmy Garoppolo. So everyone's up early. And the assumption right now is the prevailing thought is his account was hacked. That somebody hacked into the Jimmy Garoppolo Instagram. Yes. And did this uh, post Somehow saying... Somehow had this nice fancy picture of him near yeah. the Lombardi Trophy and all that good stuff. Yeah. And he's out of here. Yeah. See, if I would have hacked into Jimmy Garoppolo's account, I would have said mean things about right, Boston. Like, course. you people screwed me over. Yeah. Uh, I will get back at you. Or I would have even written, I'm going to the Browns. But he just wrote, peace out, Boston. Peace out, Boston. So as of right now, as we're speaking live on WFAN, the, the thought is that Jimmy Garoppolo's account was hacked and he there's been no trade talks between the Browns or any team and the Patriots. That is the word, yes. But, as you know, the Patriots are pretty good at this whole footballing thing. Yeah. You know, Belichick. Everything is very hush-hush, cloak and dagger. So who the heck knows, you know? Maybe they, uh, maybe there is something going on, but they're trying to keep it under wraps here in the early morning hours. Garoppolo's probably asleep, if we're being honest. You right. Know? Now you he has up, no idea what's going on. You brought up a great point right before we turned these microphones on. You said, so Ian Rappaport rolls out of bed, yeah. local time, uh, 5 o'clock in the morning. I think he, I think he's a central time guy. I don't know oh, where he is. Oh, he's a central time When he's fella. at home, I don't know where he is at the moment. Could you be know, anywhere. He travels quite a bit. But it could be the 4 o'clock hour for him. He might be outside Jimmy Garoppolo's window up he's in Boston. Yeah. But like, like his point was he talked to somebody close to Garoppolo right. and said... There's been no talks. No talks, and that the person he spoke to thinks it's a hack. Well, maybe he was. Maybe this guy he called was just woken up. Perhaps, but doubling down on that, Mike Reese, who covers the Patriots. Mike Reese Mike checking Reese, in. He's a ESPN NFL Nation Alrighty. guy. Source close to Jimmy G. Perhaps the same source. No knowledge of any trade. Believes Instagram post is hoax or hack that has set off frenzy. Interesting. So you've got multiple people now implying that this is not. This is. Hashtag fake news. Fa- oh, fake news. Fake news, yes. As Donald Trump would say, sad. Sad. Big Pathetic. exclamation part. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> it does suck, though. Like, you know Jimmy Garoppolo, if he goes to Cleveland, that's really got to be the worst. And you could say, oh, he's getting $4 billion signing, well, whatever it is. Yeah. You still want to be a star celebrity in this league. Mm-hmm. And Cleveland is just where people go to die. Careers <laughs> go to die. You might have a great high school career. You win the Heisman Trophy. You're going to be the top quarterback, and you get picked by the Browns. Yeah. And It usually doesn't end well. We never hear from you again. Yeah. Well, they're trying to change things over there. They've got the Moneyball analytics guys running the franchise. Sashi Brown, who in there. In now, their, his last name is Brown, and he yeah, runs the Browns. That is correct, yes. Weird. And this was my favorite part about the Osweiler trade yesterday, yeah. right? So the Browns announced the trade, and in a statement released by the team, Sashi Brown leads with, we're very excited to acquire this second-round draft pick from Houston. And then there's a couple other sentences, and at the end, it's like, and, uh, you know, Brock will come in and compete. So that's what's that showing a, they really have no right. interest, no real interest in Brock Osweiler. Yeah, it's all about the picks, baby. Well, the two football guys, Mr. Phil Sims, uh, Mr. Boomer Size, and they are going to break that down more for us uh, during the actual show. In-depth, hard-hitting analysis in depth, on hard the way. Hit. But it did get me thinking, like, 
are you do you follow footballers on Instagram? See, I'm more like a Twitter guy. But, yeah, but the young guys love tweeting out photos with messages. They do. Yeah, I I'll be honest. I'm just a couple of the Jets because sometimes there'll be news that comes on Instagram yeah. similar to what's going on here. But I mean, other than that, I don't follow a lot of celebrities. What about Eric Instagram. Decker's wife? Oh yeah, that's a must. That's a must because she'll rip the Jets. Oh, she know? does. She, oh, okay. she, I mean, not a and lot. Post bikini but pics. She, yes, but she doesn't hold back. She, there's no filter with her, which I appreciate. It's All great. right. Very, you know, very transparent. And then yesterday was sort of a uh, everyone saying goodbye to everyone, you know. So Jay Cutler said goodbye right. to Chicago, and a lot of people have him coming to the Jets. Oh boy. Well, who else is left, CeeLo? Who, who else do we want? I know. The, the, look, it's Give Slim Pickens. There's, there's, you, can, you can find flaws with pretty much anyone that would be available right now, and that's right. why they are available, if we're being honest. But. I wish I was just a below-average, mediocre quarterback. You could make a killing this yeah, year. You could get out of these miserable hours that you have to work here. Yeah, and I could just qu- I could just take a couple snaps right. for some scrub team that is desperate for a quarterback a ton of money. and make a ton of we cash. We said it the other day, Mark Sanchez. He lives a good life now. You know? well, like that guy, should, if I was Mark Sanchez, I'd hire a new agent and go call every one of these teams that needs a quarterback <laughs> and just send them. My, that guy was in two championship games. Yeah, he was. Two. Yeah. And played okay in them. But okay. He, he didn't necessarily do a lot to get them there. Now, Nick Mangold uh, talked uh, recently after he after the Jets, when he was uh, in Disney World and the Jets yeah. fired not him. Not on or, this station, though. His agent was basically not even answering emails from our producers. Is that right? Yes. Well, anyway, he's, uh, I talked to a, what, a print. I saw this in print. Hmm. Uh, and they asked him, what went wrong with Mark Sanchez? And uh, he said he just lost his uh, his connection with his receivers. Right. Seemed like a mental connection. Well, they kept changing things up on him. I mean, they some of the nice role players that they had, you know, they kind of they moved on from. Right. And then they brought in Santonio Holmes and Plaxico Burris and Derek Mason for a hot second, and that didn't go well. So they brought in these big personalities, and they kept changing things up. And it, I mean, that's not the only excuse, obviously, but yeah, that that couldn't have helped him. Right. They took away his great running game, and then they relied on him to to kind of carry the carry the load, which a franchise quarterback should do. Carry the load. But it didn't seem he was ready at that point in his career to do so, and obviously things went south, and then never recovered. Another man said goodbye yesterday, and that was Tony Romo. And we will have that after the break with me and CeeLo. It's the Boomer and Carton warm-up show with Al and Jerry. It's like a podcast on the radio, sort of. Crystal Presti in for Jerry Recco. Boomer and Phil Sims minutes away. Day off for Craig. We're covering the curious Instagram post by Jimmy Garoppolo about 4 o'clock this morning, basically saying goodbye to Where New England. Jerry Recco? Still the, down in D.C., boom. The coach the coach wouldn't leave last yeah. night. Oh, I guess he does whatever he wants. <laughs> he does what the Jerry coach Recco wants. He can come and go as he pleases. <laughs> Evidently. That's what it is now. That's what's happening. <laughs> All right, so Boomer and Phil will get to the Garoppolo stuff. The Browns yesterday also trading for it's Texas quarterback Brock Osweiler. Locally, the Giants signed for Patri- or former Vikings fullback tight end Red Ellison, four-year deal, retain Orleans Darkwood. The Jets re-signing Ben Ajalana and Josh Martin. College Hoops, St. John's blown up by Villanova in the Big East tournament. Rutgers, as Boomer mentioned, eliminated by Northwestern in the Big Ten. Fordham falls to George Mason. And UConn beats South Florida hockey. Rangers lost to the Hurricanes 4-3. Islanders topped the Canucks in OT also 4-3. The Devils beaten by the Avalanche 3-2. Go ahead, Al. And how about this, CeeLo? I saw this uh, between uh, your friend uh, Manish Mehta and uh, Gil Brandt. They were talking about... uh, This on Twitter? Well, no, it was some article. Okay. But they were talking about how Revis, how everyone's excited and Revis' agent is like, Revis is down 17 pounds. Which means he was... 
20 pounds fatter than he yeah. should have been when he was. That sounds a little high to me. but That sounds I, right on I the money know. to me. I don't know. He's maybe looking very slim now, and he was looking slow and old and chubby last uh, year for the Jets. Maybe camp, but yeah, um, oh. 17 pounds is a lot. Phil's sake, computer? I will. On. I'm a little busy now, but in a minute, I'm going to nail it. What? We're talking about stuff. We're and talking to- sports. Sports guys. Phil doesn't even always turn his mic on. It's going to be one of those days, though. Right there. there you go. Yesterday. I was talking about. I don't, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, please, Phil. What's on the radio podcast. now? Oh, my Trust podcast. Me, needs Thank a you. Personality. <laughs> yes, it does. But um, he was talking here earlier. I wish I was just a mediocre quarterback, he says. I could be making millions. Yeah. That's exactly right. I said, you uh, you and Boomer must be furious seeing <laughs> Mike Glennon. Well, once a guy like J- Clowney come, comes running at you, what, what would you do? JPP, baby. You would I would ground. Out. I would just ground the ball. Now the quarterbacks, they just, uh, just go down on my he, knee. You couldn't do anything about it. making on himself is what he did. Well, I was just hoping he could stand on the sideline with the clipboard and collect his millions. Oh, Boomer and Phil next. o'clock. Nice job, Eddie Scazzeri. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Boomer Esiason, Craig Carton. Flashback. It's Friday. Holla! Tom Izzo here for another installment of the Boomer and Carton Show Flashback Friday. For today's flashback, we get a call from the amazing Mike and Mayapak, also known as Sour Shoes. Mike is known for calling into radio shows with his signature personality impressions that are accompanied by musical numbers. And his first ever call into the very young Boomer and Carton show was no different. Sour Shoes calls in and makes an unforgettable first impression. So we take you back to Sterling Mike and Mayapak, October 5th, 2007. It's Boomer and 724 Boomer and Carton on the Fed. 718-937-6666. They tell me Sterling's on the hotline, Boom, dying to say hi. Really? That's what Al Dukes just said. He goes, guys, swore to God it was Sterling. Why don't they say hi to Boomer and Carton? Hey, Johnny, how are you today? Live from our Cleveland hotel room. It is New York Yankees baseball talk. With my Yankee companion, Susan. Susan, say hi. How are you? Boom. Yes. Greg, how are me? I mean you. Anyway, <laughs> how do you predict baseball? You can't. Odd game. You know, you can throw the numbers out the window. You know, baseball, it's a game played every day. And, you know, you're talking about Derek Jeter hitting the ball the other way on a on a ball that he has that Jeterian swing. Goes the other way with it. Hey, there's nine fielders. Yeah, it's a little to the left, a little to the right. It's a, it's a three-run double. So I can't pick a baseball. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> hey, Susan, what do you want to say? Guys, you know, looking at the numbers, it is an odd game. Sabathia, nine-to-one walks to strikeout ratio. <laughs> yeah, how do you figure, how do you figure this one? <laughs> you know, since we are in Cleveland. Right. Let's get this one on for you. Okay. <laughs> little Crocodile Rock. Here we go. It'll be a 2-1 pitch to Jeter. Ah, pitch. Look out. Base hit to right center field. It'll go all the way to the wall. Come on, Susan. Get up. I remember when the season was young. Yeah. Me and Susan. Susan had so much fun. Yeah. Holding hands and skimming stuff. John, your pancakes are getting cold. And a place of my own <laughs> and the biggest gift we ever got. Whoa. Two on pitch from Pettit. Five, three calls. Now we got him looking on that cutter. 
you know, John, he broke another one. I'll do the crocodile of wolf. Now, Rockin', the sun was shocked, and you teach the two old fish. <laughs> Well, the count three now. Do we have to do another spot, Susan? <laughs> <laughs> How do you figure baseball? How do you predict it? Boomer and Carton Show producer, Al Dukes. Well, that was Sour Shoes, a guy you know from the Howard Stern Show, if you've listened to Howard the last 10 years or so. Uh, but when he made that phone call here in 2007, he was simply known as Mike and Mayapak and had been calling the fan for uh, many years, I think before he even started calling uh, Howard. I don't know where the name Sour Shoes even came from. I just remember uh, hearing Howard having this guy on and would call him Sour Shoes, and I'd always be like, oh, that's that guy Mike and Mayapak who calls all of the shows at FAN and all of the office lines. I'm not sure if this was the first time that Mike and Mayapak slash Sour Shoes called the show, but it sounds like uh, it had to be early on. This was 2007. I think that's when the Boomer and Carton show started. So if it wasn't his first call, it was certainly one of the first. You know, I screen all of the calls here for the Boomer and Carton show, unfortunately. And uh, a lot of times when he calls me, he sounds like a regular person and he gets through because he tells me what he wants to talk about. And he's very detailed with the sports take that he wants to talk about. And then when they punch him up on the air, he goes into all of his characters. And I've told him in the past, when you call, tell me it's you, we'll put you on faster. But he doesn't. I think he gets some uh, thrill uh, getting through me acting like a regular terrible caller. My favorite Sour Shoes impressions, well, my favorite one is Gary Bababui Delabate, just because it's so subtle. And who else in the world is doing a Bababui impression other than uh, Sour Shoes and Fred? Other than those two, nobody does a Bababui impression. Uh, So I would say... His Baba Bowie is great. Hello, hello. <coughs> Just eating some chocolates and chip shrimp right now. His uh, Pharrell on the bench is great. <laughs> and his uh, Sid Rosenberg is pretty good. <laughs> What's going on, baby? This is spectacular. <laughs> I have met Sour Shoes, actually, uh, twice. I met him once at 92.3 when it was Free FM after Howard went to Satellite Radio. Uh, he came up to be on a show called JV and Elvis. So I did meet him there, and then I met him at the uh, softball game where we played Rob Manfred and the Major League Baseball front office. Evidently, he's friends with one of the guys there, and he was doing the um, play-by-play of the game as John and Susan. So I did meet him in person. Seems like a uh, normal fella. One other thing here about Sour Shoes. Uh, When he has called us in the past, I've tried to steer him in directions. I'd be like, oh, you know what? Come on as John Sterling and Susan Waldman, or come on as Mike, or come on as Artie. But one thing I learned with Sour Shoes is you can't steer him in any direction. He does not take direction. He just kind of goes on his own. It'll be a 2-2 pitch to Mankiewicz. Stacks filled with the Yankees. Ramona in the wide. The details. Swim out! Right hand to the top of left center field. It'll go all the way to the wall. Doug Mankiewicz having a renaissance.
song. No. <laughs> oh, big hit. Are we taking any questions? By the way, whatever happens this weekend, it's 130 days till pitchers and catchers. Yeah. <laughs> That's what Mets fans are saying. Boy, this show is going fabulous. Congrats to you guys. You can't figure radio. No, you can't figure. <laughs> you, you can, no, you can't. Yay, boom. I just ran into Frank Minifield. How's he doing? All right. <laughs> He's boasting a bit, but you can't. You know, you, football and baseball are two different animals. I know. Do, do you and Susan share a room together there, John? Well, wait, Frank. Uh, we got to be quite frank. <laughs> we are in this luxurious. You know, George puts us up in these monumental suites. And when they built Jacobs Field, they did it right. Is that the Geico suite that you're in? <laughs> you know, one fifteen-minute call because it is fifteen hours before first pitch. <laughs> Isn't that amazing. You know, radio, like we're saying, you can't figure it. A month's eternity. We <laughs> you know I'm not a big child card fan. You know, I'm a baseball purist. That's right. What do you mean by game two tonight? Well, you know, I think Andy's going to be dandy. And then, like Boom has been saying, you turn it over, you give it to Rocket Man's hand. Rocket Man! It'll be a two to it. Carton Show button pusher, the Eddie Scazzeri. Mike from Mayapac uh, was a regular caller, a regular annoying caller uh, to WFAN until we really appreciated his genius. People really were just annoyed by him because he would call in with a regular name and a regular voice, and he would call in as Bob from the Westchester Rockland area. And then he would uh, go on and then be Bob Murphy and do Bob Murphy voice. Or he would call in as John from wherever and be John Sterling. So that was his little gimmick. And you really had to, because he's very good at what he does, you really had to sort of be on the ball to sort of catch him. But the more experienced call screeners, um, and Al is certainly one of those, is one of the best in the business, in my opinion, uh, certainly can pick up. Uh, when it is uh, Sour Shoes that is calling. After a time, certain shows really came to appreciate his genius. Um, No other word for it. The man is a genius. To my knowledge, the call that we are featuring in this flashback episode was the first time that he uh, called into Boomer and Carton uh, because that was from uh, the Astoria days, a month into the show. So I have to feel pretty certain that that was the first time that he called and if it wasn't the first time that was the first time that he was allowed to sort of do his thing where you know al and craig sort of got what was going on maybe the first time they were taken by surprise and just didn't want to take any chances and and cut him off but uh yeah that for sure was then the first time that he uh, did his thing with uh with boomer and carton mike from mayapac's history with the fan goes back to the early 90s i mean i remember being burned by him many times as a call screener Again, until I started to appreciate what he was and how gifted he was. So, yeah, his history with us goes way back uh, to at least the early 90s. Roger is fabulous. Yeah, you know. How does Susan feel about Roger? You know, what? Let's go back to that clip. Okay, John. The two, two pitches of Suzuki. Pops in the air. John, hold Susan, what is it? Bob Shepard just announced that Roger Clemens, Roger Clemens is in George Steinbrenner's booth. He will be pitching off the mound in Tampa, Florida for a minor league simulated game in three weeks. Roger Clemens is back with the Yankees, John. I don't believe... Oh, Susan. 
from your mouth to God's ears. Whoa. Top to left field. That'll do. We'll be back for the bottom half of the seventh inning. It is New York Yankees baseball. What news? Good job, Johnny. Appreciate it, buddy. We'll, we'll uh, chat with you again tomorrow. Love oh, that, was about that was absolutely <laughs> terrific. <laughs> that is the great Mike from Mayapak. <laughs> oh, my God. And there you have it. A stellar performance out of Mike and Mayapak. And it wouldn't be the last. That'll wrap it up for this Flashback Friday. Hope you enjoyed it. I'm Tom Izzo. And you stay classy. If you enjoyed the segment, please do us a favor and tell your friends, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. And now, an Al Dukes classic. Well, here's a real tough pitcher with no history of breaking Mets fans' hearts like Ollie P. Unlike Pelf, he doesn't lick it. My name's Al Dukes. Let's get down to it. Dylan G's our best shot. Come on now, Dylan G's our best shot. Dylan G's our best shot. He's gonna blow them away. This next one's tricky. Six more wins than Johan on the year. More than Dickey. Plantar fasciitis tear. K-Rod's got toothache pain. And Jason Bay went 0 for 4 again. Dylan G's our best shot. Come on now, Dylan G's our best shot. Dylan G's our best shot. Blow them away. And now Boomer has the guitar solo. That's hot. This was really long, so I just kind of ended this. Song. I just kind of ended this song. <laughs>